So we're here today with the newly crowned Canadian Brewery of the Year, Clifford Brewing, and its founder, Brad Clifford. Brad, thanks for taking the time to do this today. Yeah, hey Cass. How's it going, man? It's going great. Cool. Um, we've known each other a long time, and it's been a long time coming to do this. Yeah. And it just seemed yeah. like uh, the big win was a good time to make it happen. For sure, yeah. I guess it has been a while, like 10 years maybe. Well, it's funny. I, I'll show you this uh, when we finish because it won't be any good to the people listening. But I got my iPhone, my first iPhone, the day before the 2012, I guess, CABA Awards. Okay. So the fourth <laughs> picture I ever took in my phone yeah. is of I you. I think I know what it is. Is of you and Bruce. <laughs> oh, and Bruce. Bruce from Ottawa? Or he's in Ottawa oh, now. Oh, yeah. Bruce okay, Phillips. Yeah, yeah. So the picture is of yeah. you and him with all your awards. Yeah. And it's like it's the fourth ever picture I have in my phone. Because I still, after I get new iPhones, it transfers all the photos over. Yeah. And you're like, the, it's like you're the origin yeah. photo of my iPhone. That iPhone, yeah. And uh, I'm still rocking an iPhone 4S. <laughs> Everyone in the brewery makes fun of me for because... It barely works, but I like the size of it. So. Well, that's the thing. It does matter. And so yeah. here, I'll show you. And then you can authorize if it goes out along with the podcast. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Look how young I look. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, July 21st, 2012, 545. We were at um, the Rhino. Yeah, upstairs. That? Yeah, where all the CABA events used to be. Where all the CABA oh, events yeah. used to be. So, um, so I Cabo's Canadian Amateur Brewers Association. Brewers Association. Yeah. So I, I brought I bring that up because it's kind of a good place to start, which I wanted to hear about your origins in beer because I know it goes back to home brewing even before this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But so tell tell me about how you got into amateur brewing, brewing yeah. in the first place way back when. Well, yeah, you mentioned 2012. I would have guessed that would have been earlier, but maybe that was like my second year in Cabo because I, I think so. I started homebrewing. I think it was more like around 2009 or 10. Uh, I lived in Toronto for a long time. Uh, I was living at like Richmond Sherburne area, and you know I've been drinking beer for a long time, getting into craft beer. You know, hanging at a place like Say What Beer Bistro. Yeah. And then I got this idea. Hey, you know, maybe maybe I should try this homebrewing stuff. So uh, I got like, you know, the pails and the hoses and the malt extract. Didn't really have a clue what I was doing. And, yeah. And just started like brewing it in my like 700 square foot condo on my stove. Uh, That's how you get started. Yeah. Just pots yeah. and pans and, you know, just making a mess and yeah. hand bottling. And uh, so, you know, the first couple batches, of course, they were, you know, barely drinkable. In fact, I think the first beer I made was a Pilsner. And, oh, yeah? Which, of course, is ridiculous, trying to do a, a lager <laughs> to your first homebrew batch. So uh, You were ahead of the, ahead of the uh, times to do that then. It's now, yeah, now those, I guess so. Now they're, and maybe my third or fourth was a porter. And, you know, I guess we're just watching YouTube videos. I have no formal training as a brewer. I just, yeah. you know... Just taught yourself. Essentially, yeah, just taught myself try and, trial and error, but I really loved it. And then I heard about the Canadian Amateur Brewers and thought, yeah. oh, I should sign up and get, be part of this. And uh, 
my very first homebrew competition, I entered a German Pilsner okay. that won a gold, to my amazement. And then, to my even more amazement, it won Best of Show uh, wow. as well. Yeah, <laughs> My first comp. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I looked you up on Bartel in the forum archives, and I think it had some of, had, had you listed going back to like, yeah, 2010, 2011 and Caba. Yeah, But I think there, you yeah. were, did you do some of the homebrew comps at TBW too? Toronto Beer Week? Yes, I did one of the earliest ones. Yeah. I, I remember the first Toronto Beer Week. Yeah, Because we did it early, early yeah. on. Because I remember going to, I think is it Rob's house? Yeah, yeah, Rob's and, like, house. Like leaving yeah. beer yeah. on his front porch. Yeah, that's what we did. And yeah. We judged it all. <laughs> it judged it there <laughs> at in his Troy. place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a pretty sloppy judging. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was sanctioned, but anyway, we yeah. had a good time. I did enter some beer in that as well, yeah. And then right around this time, I guess this is kind of a key factor of you know me getting into brewing more than a home brewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived at Richmond Sherburn right around the corner, uh, what's Victoria Street, uh, Duggan's Brewery opened. The old Denison's became yeah. Duggan's. Uh, and then just so happened through mutual friends, because uh, I used to play drums in a few bands and Mike Duggan's a drummer. Yeah. So we met through mutual friends and of course, I was like the home brewer who was like, wow, like this guy is a brewery. It's so cool. Like, <laughs> how so do you do this? <laughs> did you start working with him there or did you just like you just become friends to learn from him? Uh, I did. I started working with him there. Now, I use the term working loosely, more yeah. like bugging him that I could like come and clean out the mash time. Right. right? And, like, <laughs> so eventually he was like, all right, sure. Come on. Help me out. Like spray down tanks. Sure. <laughs> And I did have another full-time job on the side, again, in that area. So really, I was just a regular there, hung out there, uh, but did help him brew on a number of occasions. And then, you know, we became better friends uh, and obviously gave me a lot of pointers about yeah. brewing. And, so you brewed on that old, yeah. that old system because that system's a lot of, a lot of brewers oh, in yeah, Ontario have copper, been a part of that yeah. one. And last time I like walked by there and looked at it, like it seems ridiculously small now too. It's, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like it was roughly about eight hex. Okay. Eight hectoliters or uh, eight hundred liters. People out there. Although it's still kind of so. cool that that system is still going. Yeah, it's still it's going. Because it's kind of like yeah. a piece well, of now Ontario it's beer history. Yeah. Now so, it's batch. Yeah. Before that, it was the Six Pints place. Where yeah. I know right. Stephen Rich brewed on it for a while. Andrew Bartle brewed on it for a while. Yeah. Uh, who else brewed on it? A lot of people. Well, Ken, of course, Michael Hancock put it in. Yeah, Ken Wright's right, brute was there for a while too. Yeah, I think. it should be so, in a it should be in a museum in, for yeah. Toronto brewing. Actually, if there was an Ontario <laughs> beer museum, which actually is a pretty good idea, that should be in there. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, so, so from there, how did did you do something that led you to get well, or did how did that? Whole I did. Thing yeah. Came about? I'm just trying to remember the history now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess through Caba because I. You know, I entered the, basically Cabo. Back then it was very active. It kind of fizzled out. Unfortunately, it's no longer active, but yeah. all these other homebrew cl- clubs popped up and really took its place. So, but at the time, you know, we'd organize bus tours, go to breweries. There was a few different, I think, homebrew comps every year. And uh, yeah, I met a guy, his name was Jeff Barber, a really cool guy who's, uh, I'm a big music fan, and he, uh, 
was uh, the owner of Sonic Boom Records. Oh, yeah. Oh, and cool. And he was actually a guy, he's from Minneapolis originally. All my favorite bands are from Minneapolis. Who's going to do replacements? And he uh, was looking to start a bar in Toronto, but he, I guess the only other bar that was doing like nano brewing was Bar Hop. Right. Sorry, not Bar Hop, Bar Volo. Getting my, yeah, yeah Bar Volo. <laughs> Bar Hop hadn't come along yet. Volo, it was, it yeah. was about to open the that same time. That was one time. of the first yeah. truly nano. Like, it was in, like, in the kitchen. Totally, yeah. yeah. It was one of those, like, more beer systems that was, yeah, very tiny. Na- very, tiny. tiny. Yeah. very nano. Yeah. So Jeff came to a few of the Kaba meetings, and it was there that, you know, I guess he saw me win all these medals and mentioned to me, hey, I'm looking, to, looking for someone to help me build a nano brewery for a bar. I think that'd be a really cool idea. No one in Toronto is doing that mm-hmm. other than Volo. Right. But we were going to try to do it on a, like a, a little bigger scale. And it was also going to be just like a craft beer bar uh, with the video games too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So that's how I met Jeff. And then over the next, I guess, six months, like he didn't even have the bar yet. But then okay. he found the bar. Uh, and I met his partners and... Like, really, my, my role in it was solely just to open the brewing portion of it right. in the back, uh, which was, like, really all it was was, like, a tiny little, I want to say, like, 10 by 10 well, it, area that was a like, kitchen. with looked a, like some caged little Yeah, with a, with a range hood. Yeah. So then I put together, like, a two-hectoliter system that would fit under that hood with these little, I had three little fermenters. Very nano as well. Yeah, it was a very nano system. There was no drainage in the floors. There was there was like right. just a sink. The sink, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where that, you got to pilot your your beers that are now essentially your... yeah. So I went from homebrewing, uh, stepped it up to that system, which at the time was huge for me. So went from like twenty liter batches to two hundred liter batches. So, uh, but at the time, okay, I'm getting I'm getting my history. Off? Did you call? It wasn't called Clifford at the time, right? It oh was, no, no, it was, just it was the uh, Get Well yeah, Brewery. Get Well. Well, well, it was Get Well Bar. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah Get Well had its own nano brew system. Yeah, you know that. Well, a lot I of remember, people knew. Not everyone, but some people knew. Oh, yeah. Brad does the brewing. Yeah, there. Brad did yeah. this brewing, but that's where yeah. Pinball Wizard was from. Those time was that. Era, yes, wasn't I had it? the name before, yeah. but. Uh, it was such a good fit because of the pinball machines of in course, there, yeah. the arcade games. It seemed like it was just natural. Yeah, Pinball yeah. Wizard, APA. So that was like one of the first brews that was a staple there. And then, of course, Porter, which was my old Porter homebrew recipe, uh, which, of course, now is Clifford Porter. Back then, it, then it was Get Well Porter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I did some lagers. I remember doing a Vienna lager, a Pilsner. I did an IPA. Personality Crisis IPA, I remember it was called. Uh, yeah, because it was a cool concept for the time, for sh- yeah. especially because you had kind of the hip area, the cool location, yeah. pinball and video games, yeah, craft was, beer. Like now it's kind now of Now everyone's doing it. Yeah. But I was thinking this was one of the first bars it was, in Toronto yeah. to do it. Yeah. And I just remembered just down the road, Bellwoods was just opening their doors yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And Indiel House was just opening as well. Yeah. So really, there was this period where, like, Duggins was the only, only brew pub in all of Toronto, believe it or not. I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> that I remember was that. it. There wasn't, there wasn't it, a lot happening sorry, in downtown Toronto. I'm not including Granite. Granite, so, sure. Sorry. Yeah. 
granite's amazing. We love yeah. granite. So, but kind of more downtown area. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. in the core, there wasn't much. I mean, like it was Denison's, Duggan's for the longest time. Yeah. And then there were obviously craft. I guess bars, some of the but... three brewers might have been open, but it, I don't even know if yeah. it was open yet. Like, let's face it, Toronto was a pretty desolate place for craft beer in 2010, 11, 12. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. With the exception of the few cool places yeah. that were like, there were places yeah. that were serving good craft beer, yeah, but beer there was Bistro, nothing being what. made, yeah, downtown at that time, yeah. So, yeah. So. So you uh, did that for a couple of years, and then you started to think about your yeah. own enterprise. Yeah, I did that for a couple of years. Uh, you know, had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, again, I was doing it on the side. It wasn't a full-time job. People would think, like, right. you know, you don't make two hectoliters of beer as a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. Especially so. and try to live in Toronto. In Toronto, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Downtown in a condo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two hectoliters of beer is not getting you yeah. Toronto and real we, estate. We, we had no retail store. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I no mean, packaging. there was talks, talks of expansion, but... And no, never really took off. And are they still? Are the, is the brewery still active there? Get well, no. When oh, I left, okay. it, it became uh, they turned into a little pizza place in the back. Right, 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 right. And I was yeah. going to say they had a lot of other great craft beers on tap there, and it's like to no one's fault. But I mean, a lot of the clientele there would just want to drink PBW cans. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it never really took off. Maybe the way I had hoped or Jeff had hoped. And, yeah. Uh, so, but it was a great experience, and you know, I thank those guys for letting me do that there. And yeah, it was kind of a way of you know, it's kind of my my education in commercial brewing with it. Well, sure, like it yeah. got you experienced in making beer, serving beer, like the kind of the business of beer. Yeah, more of the business. Yeah, and you know, that's really what I'd say over the last five years, I've really spent a lot of time learning because you know, it is a business, obviously. It's a business for, first and foremost, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because when you, when you go from making it in your condo kitchen to making it to earn a living, it's a quite yeah, a big quite a leap. difference. Yeah, quite elite. Yeah. So, of course, so. I did things along the way that probably weren't the most, other people would think, not the most commercially viable decisions, like launching with a porter as my flagship beer. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that. So, you know, it, it, it's... It, it isn't something that I think most people were used to back then. Like, you know, again, I think you sort of matured as a brewer in a very transitional time in Ontario brewing where a lot of yeah, growth totally was, was yeah. sort of happening, but not quite. Like, yeah. you sort of were on the cusp of it. Yeah. So what was, like, obviously it was an award-winning beer, but, you know, what, what made you think that that was what, like, what, what made that your, the one that you wanted to go with? I guess just feedback I get from people. You know, everyone seemed to really love it. I loved it. And I mean, there's enough IPAs and pale ales out there. And of course, you know, you have to do those beers too. But yeah, you know, I just want to put my best foot forward. And I figured that's the beer that that's why I put my name on it. You know, yeah. it's just Clifford Porter. It's not <laughs> some weird galaxy porter or some no. weird name, right? But, some not, yeah. some, not some strange <laughs> reference. Yeah, there's no strange <laughs> reference. There's no, yeah. So when you, so around that time, I remember we were, I think we were at either it was a CBA or an OBA or some event like that, and I think we were just chit-chatting, and you said you were coming to Hamilton. And at the time, yeah. that was not something that a lot of people were doing. 
Yeah, around 2014. Uh, I had some friends who moved out this way prior, like brewing friends. Not, not just brewing, but Victor North comes to mind. Yep. He moved out this way and started Garden Brewers. Yeah. Uh, that was contract only, and of course I was contract only. And again, around that time, Collective Arts was... They had announced they were opening here with Nickelbrook. Yeah. But Hamilton was this city that there was there was no brewing in, really. Oh. There was like a history of brewing, of course, yeah. Lakeport and sure. uh, the old Amstel before that. But it seemed not, very odd. Like, why is, yeah, why is there no bre- There's no craft? It's kind of like downtown Toronto. There just yeah. isn't anything happening. Yeah, no craft breweries in Hamilton. Now, of course, I come to find there's a reason because it's really hard to open a craft brewery in Hamilton because of the zoning and whatnot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's why it took a while for any any breweries to open here. Okay. And when I say, I'm talking small independent. Sure. Uh, so before you opened, you were, you started as a contract just yes, to get your beer yeah. out there. So, yeah, so when I decided to move here, me and my wife, we sold her condo. We bought a house here uh, in Hamilton. And uh, basically, I'm, I'm still working my other job, but I, big purchase, bought a van so <laughs> I'd have a, a big white van to move beer around in. Perfect. <laughs> and then... Important. Uh, very important, yes. Oh, and then got that little thing, a liquor license. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, a yeah. manufacturer's license under Clifford Brewing is the name. Yeah, okay. And then decided, well, the porter's got to be the first beer, so I'll contract brew it, like, only for kegs. Uh, so I had to find a place to brew it, uh, which wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. So I went around and talked to a bunch of different breweries, and I was only looking for more like a 20, 30 heck size, uh, batch size. Yeah. And I guess around that time I met Stephen Asante. He had just opened up his brewery in Asante Brewing in Waterloo, and he had the space, and we became pretty good friends quickly, and he let me brew my first batch there. Oh, cool. Of, of Clifford Porter, with that name. Right. So it was brewed at an Asante. I think the first two or three batches and then I was just self-distributing kegs uh, myself. In uh, your van? In the, in the van. Pretty much driving to Toronto mainly uh, at least two, three times a week, okay. dropping off kegs. Uh, but also Kitchener-Waterloo, Niagara. Yeah. I'll actually, I went a couple trips. I'd go as far as Windsor to deliver beer myself. Uh, Again, not the most uh, economical or profitable <laughs> business decision. <laughs> Labor of love. <laughs> but yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, fast forward a little bit more. Now you have been open for a year uh, as your own brewery out in East yeah. Hamilton. So why don't you talk about sort of how the place, how this place that we're sitting in all came together? Yeah, well, I guess, like, that's how it started with uh, the contract brewing. But then just fast forward a little bit over the course of a year, you know, the beer did sell really well at a lot of bars. And then... I really wanted to start packaging it, so I finally made the jump and brewed it at Cool. Okay. As almost everyone in Toronto has, or yeah, <laughs> contract breweries. I mean, their system probably yeah. also belongs in a museum with all the beers. Yes, that have it definitely through does. Those pipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then the porter was the first one, uh, and of course it had won a few awards. I don't know if it had won gold at that point in the Canadian Brewing Awards. Definitely gold Ontario. But I was able to get a listing for the LCBO. Important. Very important, yeah. yeah. So then, still just, I was a one-man show, but I was able to start distributing LCBOs as well as bars and restaurants. Again, doing that all out of my house in Hamilton. 
And, you know, working on a business plan, actually me and my father were working on it for years, really, to get the funding to build a brewery and find a location. And then uh, this location came up, 398 Nash Road North. Yeah. Uh, it's East Hamilton, pretty far, uh, East Industrial Area, almost Stony Creek, uh, close off to QEW, and it was 10,000 square foot warehouse. Yeah, yeah, lots of uh, space. Lots of space, as you can see, sitting here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're like, and this not, is... And not much out here beer-wise, because the, oh, yeah, the new yeah, places nothing, have yeah. sort of popped yeah. up. Yeah, the new places, uh, Fairweather, Grain and Grit, Merritt, all more West End downtown. And we were all kind of building around the same time, I guess 2016, 17. Uh, So all the the craft breweries in Hamilton kind of popped up within the same year. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I think I came out here once and, like, looked up craft beer in Google just because. And, like, all of a sudden, like, five places popped up. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, it's it's great. Oh, Sean and Ed in Dundas as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of how how we got here. Yeah. So so now that you have your own brewery, what's, like, you've been able to expand the types of beers that you've been making. So what's, like, what, what... what have Absolutely, you gotten into, yeah. into so, now more of since yeah. you have your own sandbox to play in? Yeah, so basically a lot of the same recipes I always used to brew, like the German Pilsner. Uh, but we decided to go like you know very local because Hamilton loves anything local as I love Hamilton. And sure. It just made sense, right? Like for any craft brewery, really. Yeah, so. it works. So I thought, you know, how about East Hamilton Lager for the first... I, I, I want to do a nice crushable lager. And uh, German Pills is one of my favorite styles. And it suits the wa- water profile here perfectly. So uh, that was the first beer that was brewed here. New beer. Okay. Of course, I think Pinball Wizard was the first one we brewed uh, on our brew house, which is a 35 hectoliter brew house. And we got 70 hectoliter fermenters, four of them. So it's a pretty good size. Yeah. Uh, larger, I'd say, than most craft breweries. Basically, we're sized that we can also do contract brewing here. Well, I noticed that on your website but, that you have a, a little yeah, yeah. blurb we, about We advertise about that, that yeah. which is yeah. pretty cool. And we have so much space here. Really, it's just a matter of adding more tanks. and we Yeah. Can, yeah. That, so have you found that the community has, we've talked about this offline, but I'm asking it now, like, feels like people have found you. Even oh, though absolutely. you're kind of a, yeah. a bit out of the way. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, the community here has been amazing. And, uh, yeah, as we were talking about earlier, like, we're in a kind of pretty heavy industrial sector. Like, we're right next to, like, a HVAC refrigeration supply place. But, and uh, a lot of those stores around here, the big factory, Samuel. Yeah. And, but all the guys from around here just, it's been really cool to see, uh, people come in and not not so sure about this craft beer stuff yeah. at first but like now they're coming really? in yeah. and they're yeah. like oh you got hop tart back amazing you know or See, that's so <laughs> great. Wizard. Like, yeah. like now, now they're drinking sours yeah. <laughs> opening yeah. people's eyes to new tastes yeah well one thing yeah. i i learned here for sure is like never to judge anyone you know because yeah. you never know what people's tastes will be right yeah uh, you know obviously we get our share of like craft beer geeks as well sure like as we fall into that category. Yeah. But it's such a wide spectrum. Well, right? and that's great because I think that, you know, it's important for craft beer to be as widely 
enjoyed as possible. Yeah, to go it's more wind for yeah, the, more mainstream. Good for everybody. Yeah. So the more yeah. types of people and types of tastes yeah. that enjoy it, the better. Yeah, so. when people come in now, it's like, you know, obviously we have Pinball Wizard, which is the American Pale Ale. So, you know, I know right away if, if they don't like IPAs or more hop-forward beer, they're not going to like that. But the porter always amazes me, people, like, how people gravitate towards the porter, even when they think, oh, I don't like, I don't want a dark beer, right? But, yeah. <laughs> then they try it. Yeah. They're like, oh. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, Devil's Punch Bowl, which is more of like a lighter lager, but then it's dry hopped uh, pretty heavily with citra hops. Okay. Yeah. So it's got like those like, nice citrusy grapefruit aromas. Yeah. Uh, that one actually really took off with a lot of the local you know, people in the area. And Devil's Punch Bowl is named after a waterfall that's a local landmark. Oh, cool. And if you know Hamilton's the city of waterfalls, there's... I did not know that. Hundreds of amazing waterfalls because of the escarpment here. Yeah, sure, right. So Devil's Punch Bowl is one of the most famous. That's uh, just 10 minutes from here. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, and I guess with the, the space you've got, you've got, like, you can experiment with new things, too, because you have a yeah, like, system to play with. Yeah. I guess some other new beers I've done, Artificial Paradise, I wanted to do just a big West Coast-style IPA. It was time we did one here, so that one was dry hopped with uh, Amarillo, Citra, and Galaxy. It was a really nice, juicy IPA. Yeah. Uh, went over really well. We did that one short cans. Uh, Marigold has been hugely popular, so much so I got to keep making it now that it's won a Canadian <laughs> Brewing Award, too. Oh, did it? Uh, yeah, the Marigold one in the Belgian Golden Ale category. Okay. So, yeah, or Abbey Ale, sorry. Okay, so good segue. So, like, big, big victories. <laughs> and you're you're yeah. no, not somebody not expected. <laughs> not expected, but you've, you've obviously won awards in your past. But yeah. uh, what does it mean to... to take home those trophies and and the brewery of the year yeah well it's always cool to take home a few trophies i mean yeah bragging rights and it helps market your beer and but yeah i'm still honestly kind of processing or getting the brewery of the year this year which is uh yeah very big honor yeah that too especially for only having a bricks and mortar brewery for a little over a year yeah and uh so it's kind of a the overnight 10-year overnight success story yeah (laughs) I know, a long time coming. Yeah, because I feel like you and I, I mean, I feel like we've known each other for a long, long time. But then when, you know, but your brewery itself has only been open a year. So, like, you've had a long sort of career sort of adjacent to beer and in it. But now it's like, now you're really in it. Yeah, really. You've got your own own spot now, which is really great. So. Well, yeah, it was just amazing to win that because, yeah, that's like the top honor you can win for, you know, all of Canada. Yeah, pretty And great. it's definitely going to help us sell a lot more beer over the next year. No yeah. question about that. Yeah. I even noticed we were talking earlier, like, there's been a real uptick in just traffic coming in the last last week. A lot of new faces coming in. Just even with the tap room's not open, but people just coming in to check out the place. You know, they saw a little write-up about it. There was something in the Hamilton Spectator. Oh, okay. Yeah, did a few radio interviews about it. So nice. that, that helped get the word out as well. Yeah. And yeah. It's good. Well, so for those who haven't visited, um, why don't you talk about your space, sort of say what, what's here for, for somebody who wants to come and check you out. Yeah, well, the space, again, it's pretty easy to find, like right off the QEW, you take, you take the Red Hill Valley Parkway, and Barton Street East uh, is right there, and we're on Nash Road. 
So it's pretty easy to get to. It's very like, easy. Very, yeah. yeah. Anywhere. It's like two turns off the highway. Yeah, from anyone in Hamilton. Yeah. And then, yeah, we have this, this huge... People love coming in because the big open concept of the tap room. You can see all the brewing equipment and everything going on. Uh, we just put in a small canning line. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun, learning how to run that. Yeah, there's, <laughs> what I like about this space is that it reminds me of some of the ones in, like the sub... Not suburbs, but like in uh, the emerging areas of Chicago, where it's like a good-sized space, yeah. never shortage of a table... Yeah, you'll always be able to fit. Um, oh yeah, like like it's just and it's yeah. it's a good multi f- sort of function space. I mean, you mentioned this earlier. Oh yeah, got, we recently got, put in a stage. So stage now for we got music. live music, and, and yeah. uh, I see a pinball yeah. machine. I see a dartboard. We're sitting at a video game machine. Yep, so sitting at the tabletop. Machine. There's uh, it's sort of worth yeah. a, worth a trek because there's uh, yeah, there's lots to keep people here. Yeah. You know, people just love to come here, hang out for an afternoon. They bring their family, they bring their dogs. You know, we have games like Cornhole. and People just keep giving me games. I keep putting them in here. So. <laughs> but you got the space yeah. for it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. We're, we're After a year now, it's starting to get a little fuller. But uh, <laughs> you should have seen how empty it was when we opened. Well, I remember, we were I, laughing about it. I remember <laughs> coming in, I think it was your opening yeah. weekend or shortly thereafter. It might have been the weekend after. And you showed me around. And, like, yeah, like we could have... Yeah, you could land a plane in here. In yeah. here. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, empty space. So, and of course, when I opened it, I could only afford to buy ten chairs. So, <laughs> so it was literally standing. <laughs> That's room all. Only. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we rolled out barrels so people could like stand around a barrel. Yeah. So now I'm putting a little bit more money into uh, decorations. Yeah. So <laughs> you need to see if you can get your uh, favorite Minneapolis bands to come and play. Yes, so, uh, be I've thought next, about that. The next yeah. goal yeah. is maybe uh, yeah. with the Canadian Brewery of the Year, like try to get some of those guys out. That'd be pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. Most of those bands are all broken up. But. <laughs> but actually, my brother, since you mentioned it, my brother lives in Austin, Texas, as a oh, musician. Yeah. Oh wow! So he uh, he's spending a little bit more time up here. So he's been booking a few bands to come in and play. Okay. Like just bands he knows that are on the tour circuit. And, hey, stop here and do a gig. And we had this guy named David Dundero up here playing. He's really big in the states. Okay. Uh, you know, underground music. Yeah, but sure. Really, really cool. Uh, our friend Kim Deschamps, who's the old pedal steel player for Blue Rodeo. Oh, nice. He did a gig here. Uh, we're gonna have a lot more over the summer. So. Yeah. So a yeah. place worth coming to check out for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all like on the website. We put everything and what's going on here. Yeah, good pictures of the place. And yeah, great. Well, Brad, this has been awesome chatting and catching up and hearing about uh, all the great things that is happening at the brewery. So, congrats on the big win, and uh, I look forward to spending some time here in the summer. Cool. Thanks, Cass. Yeah, it's great to see you. You too. Thanks, man. All right, man.